0: welcome back to life with kensley i am your host kensley Um, thank you for being here i put out there um some direction as to what i wanted this next episode to be on my instagram and i had three different options and the option that had the most curiosity I guess amongst my audience um, is what I noticed when I removed alcohol and nicotine and this is a newer journey for me and if you've listened to my last episode you'll know that that experience was kind of my last hurrah I guess you could say but I didn't know it was going to be my last hurrah It was kind of just my breaking point of like, okay, my drinking has become a problem now. I kind of have lost control a bit. um, And I just don't like the way that I feel when I drink and smoke anymore. So here's to not doing it anymore. And the nicotine and the alcohol go hand in hand because the more I drank, the more I wanted to smoke and then the more I smoked, the more I wanted to drink. And my relationship to these two things have been present in my life for the last four years. Pretty heavily and consistent for the last four years. Um, but I was introduced and started drinking at a pretty young age. Young as in like 15 years old. Um, so it's been a ride. And I've you know lived with the enjoyment of alcohol and I lived with the not so much enjoyment of alcohol. Um, But I will say before I get into it, um, I will most definitely choose this path over drinking and smoking 100% because of the things that I've noticed since I've removed them. And I want to go into detail about that. But before I do that, I just want people listening to um give yourself to be give yourself permission to just be honest with yourself without any guilt or shame um i think that this topic of addiction and alcohol and nicotine and or drugs or whatever it is it's so uncomfortable to talk about because it's not really talked about it's just glamorized and it's just we just have it around us all the time and we have like conditioned ourselves to think that we're more fun when we drink or situations are more fun when we drink or um, life's easier when we drink or we smoke or um, I'm able to cope and deal with things like stress easier when I drink and I smoke. Like Those are just thoughts that I know we all have and I definitely have but after I'm I'm reading a book right now called... um, The Naked Mind by Annie Grace and she just kind of reiterates all of that of like what is seen in society as just the normal thing and there's no, it's nobody's fault. Like it's, you're not at fault for believing those things, you're not at fault for thinking that those things are true to you. So I don't want this conversation that I'm about to have from me to you to feel any, guilt or shame around these topics because it's not your fault it's just literally how the world works and if you can just look at yourself with an honest point of view and an honest perspective of what your relationship is to um the things that may not serve you or just maybe they do serve you maybe they maybe you have a a good relationship with it whether it be drugs alcohol food i don't know I guess I'm looking at this from a lens of I knew my relationship with these two things needed to change. And if you're listening to this, I I have I have a I have a thought that you probably do think that you are either curious about your relationship with them and how they might how you might want to change them or you just need some support. In hearing someone else's relationship to these two things. I'm not quite sure, but just give yourself the permission to be honest without any guilt. And just thank you for being here with an open mind and an open heart, because again, these co- topics are not, they're, they're not comfortable to talk about, but I don't think that there's any taboo with talking about these things. I think we can be honest with yourselves, and I think I can be honest with you and just tell you straight up where I was coming from, while i was doing these things and why i stayed connected to them for so long my relationship to nicotine started when i was like 19 or 20 and that just kind of started because of the people i was hanging out with and then the more i was around it the the more i wanted to be a part of it and then the more i drank the more i smoked and it then it became from just like a drinking while smoking while I drink to a daily thing, and it was because that's how I dealt with stress that's how I dealt with anxiety um, was smoking like that's just what I did and then when I got pregnant both times, I obviously gave up drinking and smoking um, and it was easy to give those things up because it wasn't for me it was for it was for my babies um, but as soon as I was able to pick them up again I was I did and maybe for you you could think of something else that you have a pretty consistent relationship with like my relationship to these two things were daily like I would have at least one drink a day um, and I would smoke nicotine at least once a day so that is my relationship, but maybe that's not yours. That maybe that maybe you're thinking of something else. Maybe you um, smoke weed every day, or maybe you um, have a relationship with food that is maybe not the healthiest. Maybe you use it for comfort, and you're not seeking to do that anymore. Like for me, this journey was, this journey has been, and is just this desire to really be solid in who I am and be able to comfort myself with myself and not look at any external thing to numb or suppress or, um, help me cope. Obviously that's inevitable. Like I'm, I'm going to look at like the comfort of holding my children as a way to cope when I'm sad or, um, making like Coffee has been a comfort thing for me. I haven't, I have like maybe two cups a day now, and I used to only have one cup. <laughs> um, cause I look at that as like comfort for me. And I, but it's switching from pouring a glass of wine or hitting my nicotine pen to things that I think are going to serve me way longer in the long term. Um, because obviously we know alcohol and nicotine are not good for our bodies. And, not good for our liver, not good for our lungs. And I, I just, I want to always be on this path of taking care of my home and taking care of my body and honoring it. Um. So I thought I was, I thought <laughs> that I would not be able to live without these two things. Those were real thoughts in my head of like, I, I thought that I had more fun when I drank alcohol. I thought that I would not be able to deal with the stress of my kids or my life without having a glass of wine or smoking my nicotine pen. Like I was very dependent on these things and I was noticing, I, I was noticing that, I wasn't getting the same fulfillment that I used to get out of them. I was outgrowing them. I I wasn't feeling the best when I was partaking in the activities anymore. Now that I've taken them out, I'm like, holy shit. Those things were actually robbing me of a lot <laughs> of a lot of life. Because I now since I've taken them out, I have so much more energy. Um I have more desire to be present with my kids. I have gone to two social gatherings which were challenging. They were uncomfortable. I guess they weren't weren't challenging. They were uncomfortable. Um but I I kind of had processed and worked through, you know, okay, so if I do feel uncomfortable to the point that I need to leave, that's okay. No one's going to hold it against me that I need to go home. Um the people in my life love me and support me for what I am. And if they don't, that's okay too. But that's more that speaks more to them than it does to me. Um, but I'm honoring myself. So if I was uncomfortable, I, I just was going to leave. Or um, there's non-alcoholic options. So I had that already in my head of like, okay, I can have a non-alcoholic beer. And when I went to a party with my friends at a bar... Um, I had a non-alcoholic beer, and when they were taking shots, I got to cheers with them, and I i didn't feel like I was left out or like an outcast. Um, I still felt part of, like, society, even though I wasn't partaking in the alcohol part. It, I was I was still there, and I was still present, and leaving there, I felt safe because how often do we get behind a car maybe you don't but I know I have whether it's just one drink or two or three I get behind the wheel and it's not safe and you think in your head like oh it's okay like you know I'm not I'm not pushing it I'm not like drunk but I'm tipsy and and you know I'll be okay but me leaving that bar I didn't even have I felt so safe I felt so comfortable I felt like wow I one I've just honored my body and two I'm getting into this car knowing that I'm not taking any risk here and that's just really comfortable to feel when I've felt kind of unsafe in my body for a while like I've been on this journey to heal myself for three years and I'm really getting to know who I am and getting to know parts of me that um, maybe don't serve me anymore. I'm really beginning to rewire my brain of the things that do serve me and it it will forever be a journey. But um, there there was a while that I felt like just not even safe in my body. Like I couldn't I didn't want to look at myself in the mirror. I didn't want to face the things that were in my life. And that drove me to drink earlier some days that drove me to not get ready some days that drove me to um, be in a very depressive state (laughs) and I think you know those experiences have served me even though they've been hard they've served me because they've brought me to where I am now and they brought me to a point where I want to change and I want to grow and I want to evolve and in in me doing that has just been taking these two objects two things two activities out of my life and I don't know if it's a forever thing you know I'm not quite sure where that lies but considering how good I feel and how I don't feel deprived I don't feel like I'm missing out um I do think that this will be a journey that will be a part of my life for a long time but again, I'm not putting a timeline on it because I think you just have to experience life for what it is. And I, again, I don't want to tie any shame or guilt to this. So if I do decide to have one drink someday, I don't want to feel shitty about it. Like I want it to just be a choice that I made, just like the choice I made to not drink and smoke right now. Um, but so the these things that I noticed when I was taking out, when I've taken out alcohol and nicotine... um. Uncomfortable firsts, like uncomfortable first parties, uncomfortable first Christmas gatherings, um, being at home all day with my kids, and my kids, you know, have a tantrum or something. Gosh, I have so much more patience now. I, <laughs> I, I don't really raise my voice at my kids, um, but I can. F- I used to be able to physically tell, and I've I've still physically felt this, but. I used to physically feel myself like my my skin boiling, like getting to the point where I was going to lash out and scream and yell. And sometimes I did. Or I would not, and then I would hit my nicotine pen or go pour a glass of wine. And now that I have taken those things out, have I felt my skin boiling? Yes. Have I been able to find the tools in my brain that I've worked so hard to know and learn, like take a deep breath, walk away, speak with grace and patience for myself. If I do yell, come back and apologize to my kids. Those are all things that I have educated myself and have continued to learn about gentle parenting, conscious parenting, and just being gentle and conscious within myself. I've been able to Take those tools that have always been in there, but I've been able to take them and input them without any external thing like nicotine or booze. It's just been this patience within myself that has come out because there's this clarity. There's this clarity from not having a nicotine pen or a drink um, in my system. And even if it was, like, I didn't drink four glasses of wine a day. Sometimes, yes, I did. But sometimes I could just have one glass. But I still would have this fogginess and fatigue when I would wake up in the morning. Um, Or midday, I would just chase it and I would just want that next drink. Even if it was just one glass and be done for the day. Like, They were always just in the back of my mind or in my body. And now that they're not, there is such a piece of clarity and freedom. I'm not looking at social gatherings like, okay, what am I going to drink? Or I'm not looking when we go to a restaurant, like what am I going to have for a cocktail? Or um, with Christmas coming up, I'm not thinking about like going to the store and picking out wine to match with dinner, which there's nothing wrong with these things. But for me, in the place where I'm at, it was becoming out of my control. I was, get, I was, um, drinking more than I would like to, and I've just made the choice now that I don't want to live my life with that constriction and that feeling of like I'm tied to these two things, because I just want this relationship with myself to be so strong and secure. And I've, I've been preaching and thinking and talking about uh, mental health and mindset and, um, healing for three years. Cause that's the journey I've been on. But it, those things were coming in the way of that. I thought it was helping me heal more. I thought it was like, okay, I, I had a stressful therapy session. Let me take a glass of wine to calm down and to relax. Like I literally <laughs> would go to therapy and it was right next to a bar and it was a, such a cozy bar. And I would get out my notebook and I would just process, everything that I was thinking while I was having a drink. (laughs) And it was like cool for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, wait, if I really want to be conscious, if I really want to feel all of the feels and feel what that hard therapy session was about, how am I going to accomplish that when I'm coming here and numbing? Even if it is just one drink, you have to admit drinking nicotine, it numbs it numbs it it turns off certain things in your brain for you to just relax and calm down which we all need those things of course we all need ways to relax calm down center ourselves ground ourselves find solitude of course we all need to find ways to do that but what if there was different alternatives than alcohol and nicotine <laughs> that was just my curiosity how how could i f- access this differently and it's been and that is in itself a very empowering feeling and a very empowering um process to be going through because i'm i'm really accessing all that i am and with all of that is the more energy the more excitement the more clarity and i don't know if you guys can resonate with this but The way my relationship to drinking was, it was like, okay, I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to have a glass of wine, and then I'm going to be done. And some days I could do that. And then other days it was like, okay, I'm going to have two glasses, and then I'm going to go to bed. And then I would wake up in the middle of the night, either have to go to the bathroom or just my... So I would wake up and, and would immediately be flooded with this like sabotage cycle, this guilt cycle of... I wish I wouldn't have had that drink. Or why can't I just take one day of a break? I need to take a break tomorrow. Let's take a break tomorrow. And then I would like put that pressure on myself and I wouldn't always follow through with it. Because something hard would happen and I'd be like, "Yep, back at it. I'm going to have another drink. It's all good. It's all dandy." And this cycle would happen every single night or in the morning of when I would wake up and I would have to take care of my kids or I would want to wake up early, but I would be so tired or feel kind of slightly, even the slightest hungover. I would begin this sabotage cycle of like, why did you have to do that? You know, why couldn't you have just, just not drank the last night? Or why couldn't you have stopped drinking by 7 p.m.? Or, you know, can you just take a break? for? Like there was just this god the annoying ass voice in my head and it was becoming way too loud and way too much and now (laughs) that i've taken those two things out that voice fucking gone and i can't tell you how freeing that is so freeing to know that i'm going to bed every single night with zero alcohol, zero nicotine in my body and just honoring the commitment that i've made i'm honoring the things that i that i'm doing with myself. I don't feel any sort of sluggish or weird feeling. I I mean, sometimes I do from just being tired and then I go take a nap (laughs) Um, instead of feeling tired and feeling like I need to hit my nicotine penny. That gives me that jolt of energy because it did for a second and then I would get straight back fatigued and I'd rather just feel the fatigue instead of thinking that I need to hit this and then not feel it anymore. I don't know if this is making quite sense if you don't really have a nicotine addiction like I do. I did or um, alcohol, but like you could totally fill the blank that when with drugs, food, toxic job, toxic relationship, whatever it is. Seeking this comfort in something. And I was doing that and it's not fun. It wasn't fun for me. And I, and I finally just feel comfort in who i am and what i have and i've since taking these things out of my life i've i i feel less anxious and when the anxiety comes i'm more prone to make a choice to do some yoga do some stretching um take some deep breaths meditate talk to my partner um about what I'm thinking like Jackson has been the greatest he always is the greatest person ever but I mean this has been a huge um part of my life so recently of not drinking anymore and since we've had this Christmas party and it was very common for him to come home and see me I've already had a glass of wine or just about to start drinking a glass of wine and now that we don't now that I don't have that crutch, I really am depending on just communicating with him everything that I'm feeling, everything that I'm thinking, everything that I'm going through. And he's been great listening years and has been helped has helped me honor it and has helped me, you know, encourage me to continue to keep going. Um and that feels really good to just have formed this even deeper connection with him and these being able to share these really honest and vulnerable things with him and that has just brought us even closer together and I love that because he's my best friend and I want to be close to him um but I'm looking at my list here a couple more things that I want to mention since taking nicotine and alcohol out is um the quality of sleep (laughs) holy shit I used to not be able to sleep all the way through the night. And granted, I have kids. um, So sometimes they will wake me up in the middle of the night. But I have peace going to bed each night. Like after we had this Christmas party, I took a bath and washed my face. And um, got to lay in bed and didn't feel any sort of slight of like tipsiness. I just felt clear and conscious and just... Every single night I go to bed knowing that I'm honor- I've am i honored myself. And that in itself has helped me sleep better. And that's great because when you sleep better, holy cow, you just feel way more clear and set and ready to go. Um, but this last point, which I've kind of continued to come back to, throughout this whole episode is just this deeper connection to myself and how proud I am of myself for really making the decision to, um, put those two things down for a bit or forever. I don't know. Um, it's, it's a very, there's no other feeling other than I'm just proud of myself for doing it because my relationship to them were so deep and tied and, and strong and, I had these serious thoughts and feelings of like, how am I gonna, you know, go to a social gathering again? How am I going to um, deal with stress again? And I'm I'm dealing. I'm actually dealing in a, a way that feels so much more comfortable and safe and healthy for me um, by taking those things out and and finding different options to help myself with so if you've connected to any of this and if this has been any sort of insight I hope it has and I would love for you to share it with me if it has um, but again just hold space for anything that's coming up right now of just curiosity or if there is some sort of guilt or if there is this feeling of maybe I should just recognize how I feel when I drink next time or recognize what I do um, numb with or what I do find comfort in with that's outside of myself. Um, That's not a healthy thing. Obviously, if you find comfort that outside of yourself with, I don't know, God or um, exercise or Um, hot tea or a cup of coffee or hugging somebody like those are think are healthy versions and healthy ways to deal with stress but if you're thinking like okay maybe I do deal with stress or maybe I do feel like I'm tied to these two things and let's just like let's learn about that a little more and what that means to you um Because I think it will really benefit you just to, again, get to know yourself a little more and get yourself open to um, thinking about it. Sober curiosity was a very um, hard thing for me to come across when I first discovered it because I was like, what is this? Like, people are really out here getting sober. (laughs) Like... How? How could somebody do that? Like, I, truly, I, it took me a long time, and that's okay. Um, I You know, it with, any, with everything, with, like, things that have personally happened in my life, like leaving a toxic relationship, I didn't, I knew it was hard, or I knew it was bad for me, um, but I kept going back, and I kept being in it for as long as I did, and when the time came for it to end... That was just part of the plan. That was just part of the journey. Not my plan, but the world, the universe had that plan. And same with saying goodbye to alcohol and nicotine. Like, I didn't know when the day would come that I would make the decision to stop. I didn't even know if that day would ever come. But it did. And it was just part of the plan, part of the journey, unexpected. And I just felt so confident and right that, oh yeah, this is the day that I don't ever pick up these things again in the near future and maybe for you that time will just come as it comes and just trust the process and just honor yourself and the more you think about it and the more you get curious about who what your relationship to alcohol nicotine drugs toxic jobs toxic relationships whatever it is bad food whatever The more you think about how it's affecting you and the more you really check in with yourself of how it's affecting your heart, how it's affecting your stomach, how it's affecting your mobility, how it's affecting your mind, the more you get curious and recognize what it's doing, that is the work. That is the work of you um, getting to know who you are and getting to know hopefully the best version of yourself that you want to be because life's too short, <laughs> as cliche as it is, life's too short to be, you know, anything but what you want, and for me, right now, it's living a sober lifestyle, and that may change, and it may not, and that's okay, um, but I feel really confident and good in that, and empowered, and, and I feel great <laughs> in in doing what I'm doing, so I hope you do too, and as I put this out, Christmas is coming, and I hope that everyone has a merry, happy Christmas and a happy new year. Um, I'm not sure if I'll make an episode next week just because I have a, just like all of you, I'm sure, have a crazy busy week ahead of us. Um, And I don't know if I will be putting another one out, but maybe I'll see you next year. As funny as that joke still is. Um, But I hope everyone is well and healthy And has been able to take something from this that connects you back to yourself and connects you to me. And if it has, again, I would love to know. Have a great day, everybody.